0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. I am your host, Chad Maples, and today's podcast is entitled The Moth and the Podiatrist. Yes, I know it's a weird title, but as always, I promise that it'll all make sense in the end. So sit tight and stay tuned. You're now listening to the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. The story's been told of about a moth who went to see a podiatrist. The moth walked into the office and the doctor says, well, what seems to be the problem? The moth says, well, doc, where do I begin? I, you know, work all day and I, I'm burned out at my job and I don't really know what I'm doing at my job anymore. I don't even know if my, my boss knows what I do anymore. All I know that he has... He has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know what I'm doing. I just walk around in a malaise here and there. And and at night, Doc, I, I lay in bed next to some old lady, uh, a lady that I once loved, Doc, and I, I don't feel like my marriage is as strong as it used to be, and, and, and things are just falling apart. You know, our daughter, she she fell in the cold of winter, and the cold took her down as it did many of us. And and then there's the issue with my son, and and I, I just don't feel like I'm close to him anymore. And needless to say, when I look into his eyes, I see that deep, dark stare of cowardice that I see in my own eyes. And I, I wish that I could just somehow convert my cowardice into courage and pull myself up from the deep dark and despair and loneliness that I feel every day and the moth says I, doc I, I feel like I'm a spider instead of a moth and I'm just hanging on to the last thread of my everlasting existence and the doctor says well moth man you're in trouble but you should be seeing a psychiatrist and I'm a podiatrist he said why on earth did you come to my office And the moth said, because the light was on. (laughs) Now, some of you are probably laughing at that story right now. And others of you are thinking, why did you waste two minutes of my life telling me this story? Well, I told you, I promised in the beginning that it would all make sense in the end. So I'm going to make that up to you. So... (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the joke as much as I enjoyed telling it because it's one of my favorite jokes. This is one of those jokes that I, I call a time suck joke because it sucks time away from the people listening to it uh, because it, it is somewhat a surprising ending or an unexpected punchline. However, the more that I think about this story, it seems to be more of a modern-day parable because I, I believe many people... In life are like the moth in this story. Their world has been turned upside down by maybe one or more unfortunate events and they don't know where to turn to and they're willing to talk to anyone, uh, anyone that will listen, even if that person is not qualified to help them with their problems. Back in the 80s and early 90s, 900 phone numbers were very popular for a short time now we're all familiar with 800 numbers that are toll-free numbers but 900 numbers would actually cost something to to call these numbers now the 900 numbers would typically run about two dollars for the first minute and a dollar 95 for each additional minute depending on what number you called And different 900 numbers had different rates but in 1992 the Supreme Court ruled against 900 numbers that provided adult services and as a result it eventually killed the business. However, in the middle of this 900 number craze that was going on, someone established a 900 number that you could call if you just wanted to talk to somebody about your problems. And it wasn't established by a licensed therapist, but it was it assured the caller that if you called that number, they were willing to listen to whatever you had to say. They didn't promise to give expert and professional advice, they just promised to listen, and that was it. And as a result, they made a huge profit from people calling in just to have someone to listen. Some people are so desperately wanting someone to listen to them, even if That person is not capable of giving them professional advice. But there's another element to this story about the moth and the podiatrist, and that is the reason for the moth's visit. When the podiatrist asked the moth, well, why did you come to my office? The moth simply said, because the light was on. The moth was simply doing what moths do every day, And that is, he was attracted to a light, and he was hoping that he could find something or someone in the source of that light that would help him. And unfortunately, many people today do things because, well, because the light was on, and that they've always done it the same way, and and they continue to do things the same way. Now, if you look up the definition of insanity, the dictionary will tell you that insanity is defined as something foolish or unreasonable. Now, many people have defined insanity as doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different result. This, of course, would be foolish and unreasonable, which is the dictionary definition, but it could also lead to a person to have a severely disordered state of mind, which is also another dictionary definition of the word insanity. I believe that all of us want to improve and get better in life. Some are more disciplined than others, and some are better at improving themselves, but deep down, we all want to become better versions of ourselves. Sometimes we need help getting back on track especially if we feel stuck and we don't know what to do now when i was in high school my junior and senior year i worked at mcdonald's and on the weekends i would usually work the late shift and help close the store one particular night i remember driving home and i took a wrong turn and i was really convinced that i was still going in the wrong in in the right direction Now, this was long before GPS. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have anything. No way of looking up my location. But as I was driving down the road, uh, I started thinking to myself, well, this is taking me a lot longer to get home than usual. And then I, I saw a guard shack in the middle of the road. And I said, well, I don't remember ever seeing that before. And I didn't increase or decrease my speed. I simply stayed on the speed I was going, and I went right past the guard shack. And then I looked in my rearview mirror, and I saw a guard step out of the guard shack, raise his arm up to his uh, mouth like he was talking into a radio, and I immediately knew that I needed to make a U-turn and go back and see what the problem was. When I went back to the guard, he very strictly and very sternly said, what do you think you're doing? I told him I was trying to make my way to Memorial Parkway to make my way back home. And he informed me that I was going in the wrong direction. And I had, in fact, driven onto the Redstone Arsenal base, which is a restricted area for civilians. And, and even though I thought that this guy was wrong, I also knew that I was really tired and I just wanted to get home. He was kind enough to give me directions, and I eventually made it back to Memorial Parkway and back to familiar territory, and I eventually made it home. The interesting fact is that the parkway never moved. It's been in the same place it's always been since the day it was constructed. It's just that I lost my sense of direction, and I needed help finding my way back. Sometimes we lose our sense of direction in life, and when that happens, we need help to get back on track. If you were to look up the dictionary definition of depression, it would say it is a temporary emotional state characterized by exaggerated feelings of sadness and hopelessness that are not consistent with reality. So the question we have to ask ourselves when we hit those temporary moments of depression in life is, first of all, how dark are the clouds? You know, there, there's four different clouds that I like to categorize here. There's downcast, discouragement, depression, and despair. Downcast is immediate and circumstantial, but it's only temporary. The, the psalmist would say, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. And this could be just a bad day and then tomorrow is, everything's better. But if downcast hangs around, it's going to lead to discouragement, which lasts longer than a day. And then discouragement will lead to depression. This is just a general negative outlook of of life in general that may or may not apply to the situation that you're dealing with specifically. But this is a very serious situation because depression can lead to despair. And downcast is when you're having a bad day. Discouragement is when you're having a bad week or a bad month. Depression says, I don't know what's wrong and I can't seem to shake it. And despair says, well, everything's wrong and nothing's going to change. So how do we get back on the right track? Well, first, we, the, the first thing that we need to do is we need to admit that we're going in the wrong direction. And then the second thing we need to do is ask, what is a better path? How can I get myself turned around? And usually it's the opposite of what we're currently doing. If we can just do the opposite of what we're doing now, when everything's wrong, that usually can get us back on track or at least in the right direction. But then the third thing that we can do is make sure that we slow down and get it right. And this may take some time in patience because it's not going to happen overnight. So what are you putting your faith and your trust in today? Many times we get discouraged and depressed in life because we're putting our faith in something that does not have a good foundation. So what is it that you're putting your faith and your trust into? When you connect to something that is bigger and stronger than you are, then you are using the power of that specific connection to help you get through life. So what is it that you're connected to? Are you connected to rules or a movement, a school of thought, or are you connected to something greater than all of these combined? Paul would say in Colossians 2 verse 8, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Many Christians today forget that the reason that they do what they do is because they are connected to Christ and not connected to a list of rules and regulations. Somebody says, well, if you're a Christian, what do you do? And you say, well, I don't drink. I don't cuss. I don't smoke. I don't, I don't cheat on my wife. I don't do this and I do this and I do that. And, and we have a list of rules that we line out. But if, if we're not careful, we are connecting ourselves to rules and we're not connecting ourselves to Christ. And it's because we're connected to Christ that we don't do those things. It's not because we're connected to rules. Continuing in Colossians chapter two, starting in verse nine, Paul says, for in him, that is Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision of, Not made with hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Paul says, if you have been baptized into Christ, you are complete in him, and you are connected to him, and if you are connected to Christ, then you are connected to God who raised him from the dead. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know of a better power source than God. You know, the creator of the universe, the the one who said, let there be light, and light just created itself because God said, let there be light, and it was created. And if you are connected to God and you're connected to Christ, then your lifestyle is going to be different. If you are not connected to Christ, then you will see Christianity as a connection to rules, which goes back to living a checklist Christianity lifestyle, where you say, well, since I'm a Christian, as long as I do this, 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 well, then I'm good. And that's why we can't control what we watch. And why we put ourselves in compromising situations in different aspects of life, including relationships, business deals, whatever it may be, is because we are connected to a list of rules, and we're not connected to Christ, and we don't change our lifestyles. My good friend Lonnie Jones would say, a difference that makes no difference is no difference at all. The problem many times is that we put our behaviors ahead of our connection to Christ. And when we do that, we allow our behaviors to regulate whether or not we are going to do what is right or wrong. However, if we put our connection to Christ ahead of everything else, then our identity is in Christ. And if my identity is in Christ, then what I am has changed, not just what I do. This concludes this particular episode of the Chaz Chatterings podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. Make sure you like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes are available. I am trying to do at least one podcast a month just to give you a heads up on when to expect them. As always, thanks for tuning in once again, and we'll see you next time.